I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. I don't know if you've ever thought about the problems that astronauts would face when trying to go to the bathroom in space and the technology that needed to be de- to be developed around that but did NASA make it actually far harder for women to go to the bathroom in space and was that one of the main reasons why more women were not sent to space because the development or the technology was not developed to let them do that. Somebody who uh, thinks that that might be one of the reasons uh, and has written an article and gone viral on Twitter over the last couple of days. Mary uh, Robinette Cowell, thank you very much for joining the show this evening. How are you? I'm very well, thank you so much. Let me just read out your tweet that got a lot of people talking and we'll take (laughs) it from there. So this is what you tweeted recently. Let's talk about peeing in space. I mean, that's an attention-grabbing opener anyway. You you, you know, you have to say. Um, Several people in response to my New York Times essay have said that women couldn't go into space because we lacked the technology for them to pee in space. Um, Is that true, Mary? No, no. And it's the most ridiculous argument that I've ever heard. The, what, what they were saying was you know, that we didn't have the technology for women to pee in space, ergo women could not go into space. And we had to wait till we developed it. Well, the thing is, we didn't have the technology for men to pee in space either, and that didn't stop us from sending them. I mean, that's very true. Uh, it's, Alan, it's not as if it was just there yeah. all the time. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, this is easy, man. Go to space all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is actually an argument that people have made uh, for centuries to keep women out of doing other things, uh, like women uh, were not allowed to uh, attend a university because there were no women's restrooms. Wow. I'm like, you know, there's, there's a very easy solution to that. You could just put in another restroom. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, Mary, slow down. We can't, we haven't got the budget <laughs> so for that. We haven't got, we haven't got the technology developed for that. Um, I do yeah, love how yeah. you, um, in your tweet, you went into specific elements of the space program and documented how, was it the first man in space had to wind up peeing himself in his spacesuit because they had forgotten to sort out the, the, the peeing situation in the suit? Right, well, so that was uh, the first American man, Alan Shepard, and they thought it was going to be a 15-minute mission, so they hadn't solved the problem of how to pee in space, but they are like, oh, it's not going to be a problem. But... He had to sit on the launch pad because of delays for hours, and uh, eventually asked mission control if he could pee in his suit. And uh, they had to do a lot of conversation about it, like, are you going to short things out? What are the problems this is going to cause? They finally gave him permission to do it, um, and uh, so he, he, he wet himself and then went in his, in his safe anyway. 
Oh, did my phone just drop you? Oh, no, no, no. We, we, no, we we're just kind of in shock. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> this is a little bit of a delay. <laughs> Sorry. So um, I love that. The first American man in space wet himself yeah. um, going into space because yeah. obviously they hadn't developed that yet. So from, from then on, obviously the planning for Apollo and NASA was to send men to the moon and have longer space missions. How did, how did the development of the peeing technology go from letting a man pee himself on the launch pad to maybe developing a system that might work? for astronauts to pee in? Right, so they, they developed a number of different things. Uh, one of them was um, the urine collection system, which was basically a sheet that looked like a condom. Uh, and they they tested it. It worked very well in testing. But then when they would give it to the astronauts to actually use it, wasn't like they kept having this problem with uh, urine still winding up in the suit. And it turned out that when they were asking the astronauts what size they needed, they were all saying large. Oh, uh, and small, medium, and large. Of course they and, were. And it was, well, of course they were. And it was falling off. <laughs> um, well, listen, so, listen, in fairness, Mary, it's a bit cold in space, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah. maybe, maybe that you know, affected I mean, some things. To, to be fair, to be fair, uh, actually, it turns out that uh, when, when Buzz Aldrin and uh, and and Armstrong, or Neil Armstrong arrived on the moon. Um, when Buzz jumped down to, to join Neil on the surface, the, the sheep fell off. And uh, so later, Buzz you know, had to go in his hands. Uh, so he holds the distinction for being the first man to pee on the moon. <laughs> um, and, and you know the really famous boot print uh, that you know, Buzz Aldrin's blueprint. Um, yeah, that was that. That's a photo of a boot with pee in it. Oh no wow! Right. They left this out of the NASA tour yeah. in the Kennedy Space Center. Yes. You know, I don't understand why, because so many people were interested in peeing. Why would they leave something like that out? It's yeah. Just, Probably because it takes away Absolutely. from the fact that they're... Ah, does it, though? <laughs> it makes them more kind of human. It's like, you went to the moon, but you pissed yourself, Buzz, so calm down now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, there's some great transcripts where, uh, from the Apollo program where, where they're like, excuse me, whose turd is this floating in the cockpit right now? Oh, no, uh, really? Oh, yes. Yes, really. Because the only way you could... You know, seeing you have the sheet, at least, if you could get the right size... But for pooping, you had to use a bag hitched to your rump. Oh, that's that's <laughs> horrific. And it was not always successful in containing things. Oh, no. So, yeah, I've been told that this is still occasionally a problem gay on the International Space Station and that there's a general rule that uh, you do not eat meltdown pudding in space. Yeah, I, uh, you need to be careful what you're eating because if it's you uh, definitely yeah. you definitely don't want to be doing that. I mean, this is hilarious, uh, Mary. We were joking about this in the office and didn't realize that actually, like zero gravity floating turds were a significant issue. Oh yeah, <laughs> it is. It is apparently every time they move a piece of equipment on the space station, there's a fair chance that an old desiccated turd oh, is going good to God. actually oh. float out into. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> you think of the glamour of space, and mm. yet. Do you know what Chris has? Chris Hadfield's singing from the space station. His video would have been ruined. <laughs> Can you imagine in the, in the middle of it? He's just like, "Oh God, oh no!" 
Oh. <laughs> be like, cut the feed, Chris. Cut the feed. Uh. My God. <laughs> Yeah, because you wouldn't think yeah. it's ne- it's obviously never brought up, and all the space movies are all about the mission, and they're not about the real life human things of how how do you go to the bathroom and, and do a poo in space. Yeah. And yeah, Apollo thirteen would have been a terrible movie if you know part of it was just hey, watch your head there, guys. Yeah, you, you got a shit. Sorry, I, my back yeah. fell off, guys. <laughs> There's some of my stool. Well, and they they actually had a terrible problem with Apollo thirteen um, relating to pee because. Uh, and I'm always amazed at how many pee references I can make in a single 15-minute conversation. But in Apollo 13, um, one of the problems that they had is because they were without power and, and trying to, you know, trying to desperately to maintain everything was that any time they did a urine dump, uh, what would happen is it would change the texture of the craft. Oh. So they were, because they were blowing it out the side of the ship into space. So they told them not to make dumps. Um, so they were just having to store the pee in anything they could find in the spacecraft. Oh, God. And, oh, yeah. And one of the things that, like, if you've seen the, the film Apollo 13, uh, Fred Hayes gets quite ill. On, uh, and, and it's just, you know, we know that he's sick, but we don't, they never talk about what he's sick with. But what happened was that the, the best, one of the best ways to it was in the collection bag that attaches to the sheet, and they were trying to uh, not have it as often. So he was basically bathing in pee for hours and got an infection. Oh, God. And that's what he was sick with. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's like, it's not good. But um, th- these, are the, these are some of the problems with, with peeing in space. They're much better now. They've got a zero-G toilet on the ISS, but it's still a challenge. Um, it involves uh, basically sitting down and uh, strapping yourself to the to the toilet. Uh, there's a fan and a funnel, and you have to practice on the ground using a targeting system. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So what if it's like a messy one? Oh. Sorry. Yeah, well, they uh, they actually tailor the diet to be what they call, quote, low residue um, to avoid that that exact issue. Wow. Uh, I can answer that question, um, but I, it, because there have been cases, uh, Apollo 8, uh, where someone had the flu, uh, Frank Borman had the flu, so he was, um, let's say, ejecting material from both ends. I don't know if you actually want me to describe please do. what that's like in zero G. Oh, oh, please. It's quarter past 11 our time. We are fine. Yeah. The kids have all gone to bed. Great. <laughs> so, so fluid dynamics mean that uh, when you've got a liquid in space, it forms a sphere. And it floats through, through the space uh, in whatever direction it was traveling with inertia. Uh, so that's vomit, that's diarrhea. Um, so Borman apparently had both ends just going and I think it was Lovell saw the, saw the, uh, the diarrhea coming towards him and was like, that's amazing the way it's moving and undulating in space. And he's like, wait a minute, because he's so new to space, right? He's like, wait a minute, I know what that is. And he didn't have time to get out of the way because also it's a tiny little craft and said that it hit him and spread across his uniform like egg. 
Oh, no. And, okay, I know this might be a stupid you question. Ask- <laughs> Does it smell the same in space? So it's it, that's not a stupid question, actually. Um, so one of the things that also happens to astronauts is, uh, and this was a blessing a little bit, was that they have a fluid shift. So your body is designed to move uh, blood, the fluids, all through your body uh, against gravity. Without it, it all kind of collects up in your head. So astronauts often feel like they have a head cold the entire time that they're in space, or at least especially right at the beginning. So they're a little bit congested, so the sense of smell is somewhat reduced. However, on the Apollo missions, it is eight days of being in space and not bathing, in addition to a containment system that was inadequate at best. There are reports that when some of the ships returned to Earth, that the, uh, the crews that went to get them out were like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's foul. You can just imagine, it's like, we're going to come back in a few days to get you guys. You wash yourself out in the ocean here because uh, we can't even go in there. That's gross. I mean, you wouldn't even, uh, you wouldn't know what to do in that situation. I think we might have... Uh, have we lost? Mary, are you there? I think we, your line might have dropped. Oh, damn it, we lost. We'll see if we can get it back anyway. Um, sorry, Mary. Um, her line dropped. But basically, oh, wow, there are so many things you wouldn't think about when it comes to that side of space. Yeah. She's got a fascinating, by the way, a fascinating Twitter thread. If you're on Twitter, just search for Mary Robinette. So it's Robin E-T-T-E. She goes through some of those stories in, in specific detail about uh, how exactly, and some of the more elaborate, disgusting problems that are faced with, but... I can't believe we laughed about this earlier on and it was true. Yeah. You could get hit in the face with a poo. <laughs> Someone else's giant poo. <laughs> and you'd be amazed by it because you're like, wow, it's beautiful. Look at it go. God, so there, I just imagine like rocking up onto your first day of astronaut school or whatever and you've trained so hard and you've done so much work and then all of a sudden you're like, now we're going to learn how to pee and poo in space. You're like, no, you have to go back to like square one. Yeah, you're like, really? Is that is this what we're doing now? And if you don't, if you get that wrong, yeah. It's a target. Absolutely. Disgusting. So there you go. Um, we'll see if we can get. I think. I think her line has dropped. Unfortunately, we were talking. Um, she's over which side of the world? Pacific time. Yeah. It's thousands of miles away. So we, 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 I don't know if we'll be able to get her back. Uh, the final question that she answers, by the way, is frequently asked questions: erections in space. Officially, it's never happened. She goes on to say, however, according to Mike Milan in his book, Riding Rockets, he wrote most mornings on the shuttle with his wooden, he reports, he woke most mornings on the shuttle with his wooden puppet friend. (laughs) And she quotes him, I had an erection so intense it was painful. I could have drilled through kryptonite. So, in other words, she was talking about blood flow. Obviously, your body is fighting against gravity, but if there's no gravity and you find yourself, I don't know, slightly... Aroused. Aroused. Would it be even more intense because your body is so used to having to pump it hard against gravity? Well, you don't need Viagra. There you go. Struggling in the bedroom, going to space. (laughs) There you go. And I wonder then, right, you know the way Virgin and Richard Branson, he is creating trips into space. Mm -hmm. I imagine there are only going to be short trips because imagine just ordinary people trying to figure out how to go to the bathroom in space. Oh, they couldn't. You spent $250,000 on a ticket to be the first human in space and you come back, how was it? Crap myself. 
someone's poo floated and hit me in the face. I'd say you wouldn't even notice, though. It's one of these things that... During the in-flight movie, you got <laughs> Saoirse turd in your face. You're like, this is ridiculous, lads. I would do it on purpose to try and spray someone like you in the face with my shit. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> but it said about burping, she said about burping, you can't burp. That it actually ends up coming out the other end, that it stays down in your stomach. Why can't you burp? It, uh, sh- that was apparently one of the questions asked. And, really? Uh, yeah, it ends up coming out the the other end instead, which is all kinds of disgusting. Disgusting. Disgusting indeed. So uh, listen, go check out Mary Robin and Cowell. Check out her article in the New York Times if you fancy a read, and check out her thread. It is hugely hugely entertaining and goes into specific details. I didn't get a chance to ask her how and why she wanted to study the ins and outs of uh, you know, peeing in space. Well, how do you decide to do that? You know a little bit. You probably want to know more. I know I want to know a lot more. I hope there's some weird YouTube documentary out there about the struggles and the technology behind peeing in space. Well, there you go. As I said, Aunt Mary Robinette, check it out. It's a, it's a phenomenally good thread and definitely worth a read. And unfortunately, we lost the line, but we'll podcast that uh, interview a little bit later on. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 